Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey. Today's podcast, When Life Falls Apart. I remember the drive from the cemetery to the church after we had just buried Brianna, my stepdaughter. It was a surreal experience. All around me were cars and people doing normal life, going here and there. The Walmart parking lot was full. The sun was out, and none of this seemed right. What's wrong with these people? Why is everyone acting as if everything is fine? Nothing is fine. Don't they know our daughter is dead and life will never be the same again? Don't they know we are devastated? It's hard to sort out when our life has just been turned inside out and upside down. Whether there's been a suicide, as in our case, or a death from illness, or someone has walked out, or a job taken away, or an engagement broken off, or a betrayal in our marriage, or a home wiped out, or a frightening diagnosis, or a car accident, the feelings are the same immense pain. Life seemingly stops. It's hard to breathe, hard to think, hard to swallow. People are saying things to us, but we can't quite make out the meaning of their words. A constant haze hangs over us. Someone is always saying something like, why don't you try to take a few bites of this? Why don't you drink this glass of water? Why don't you lie down for a few minutes? They are well-meaning. The problem is we have seemingly lost the ability to swallow or make any kind of voluntary movement with our body. We're frozen. I remember arriving home after an appointment just days after the funeral, and guests were still in our home. But I could not face one more person. I could not have one more pointless conversation. I could not do questions. As I got close to the house and saw everyone was still there, I quickly turned around and headed to a park and waited for a few hours until I was sure everyone was gone. I needed quiet, stillness, white space. What do you do exactly in times like these? Isn't there a procedure manual? (laughs) Well, if there was, it wouldn't do any good because you can't access enough brain cells to read anything. If you are listening to this podcast because your world has been turned inside out, I am so very sorry. I'm sorry you are in agony. I'm sorry your mind is in turmoil, trying to make sense of something that makes no sense. I'm sorry the pain is so high that your skin hurts. You matter. Your loss matters. Your pain matters. Know that God is here with you and deeply grieving along with you. If you are in such a place today, I can't change your pain or your circumstances, but perhaps I can bring you some comfort, hope, and ideas for navigating this terrible season. This is probably going to sound crazy, but the place where you have the most control in terms of whether you make your circumstances better or worse is your mind. Where is your mind? 
That is the first question to consider when we're having a horrible time. I can guess your question. If God cares so much, why did this happen? It's the question we all ask. I can't answer the question why, but I can share some of the wrong answers we come up with. This did not happen because God doesn't love you. He loves you so much he let his son die for you. God cares about every detail of your life and the lives of the ones you love. It did not happen because God wasn't paying attention. God is with you every minute. No detail escapes his notice. It did not happen because God doesn't care. God cares deeply for each one of us, and he has given us his word to show us how to live, but sometimes people don't do what God says to do. When that happens, someone always gets hurt. It did not happen because God is powerless to help. He created the whole world. There is nothing beyond his power. But he has given each person the freedom to make their own choices, good and bad. This did not happen because you are not worthy of God's help. You are incredibly valuable to him, and he sees you as worth his love, time, and effort. Don't push God away right now. He is your help and your hope. He is your comforter. There may be no answer to the question, why did this happen? If that is the case, let it be unanswered. Don't try to fill in the blanks with the wrong answer. Rest on what you do know and allow that to comfort and strengthen you during the dark days and with the questions that have no answers. Here's my fallback list when I don't understand why something is happening. God is sovereign. He is over all things and all people. God loves me and considers me his precious daughter. And God has a plan and will direct my path if I trust him. Reviewing the truth comforts me. It settles the torment in my mind for the things I don't understand. Knowing God loves me and is right by my side gives me strength in the midst of my suffering. Stand on the truth. Do not let Satan steal your thoughts away and tempt you to think lies. Lies separate you from God, which is Satan's goal. Stay in the truth because God is our source of all help and hope and comfort. Anger is a normal part of loss. Be angry. Express your anger. But focus it in the appropriate direction. Be angry at Satan for his lies and temptation that lead to death and loss. Be angry at the world for being judgmental, hostile, and evil. Be angry at cancer, lung disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and heart disease. I know your cry, but God could have prevented this. It's the cry of millions of people every year. This is a harsh place we live in, but hold on to the hope that this world will end. And for those of us who choose Jesus, we will leave this life and spend eternity in heaven. 
Jesus warned us there would never be peace in this world. However, he's taking us to a place where peace will never end. A place where we will never again feel the horrible agony we are living with today. Revelation 21 verse 4 says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. In heaven, there will be no more death, no more crying, no more pain. But even today, even when you're enduring the worst of the worst, God has got you. He's with you. He loves you. He is your strength. Psalm 46, 1-3 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. We must lean on the Lord because he is our very present help in trouble. You may be blessed with tons of family and friends who care about you and are with you through this difficult season. Or you may find yourself utterly alone. Either way, your hope for survival and eventually for moving once again toward thriving is in Jesus Christ. So try not to pull away from him. God doesn't cause our pain, but he will be with us in it. Psalm 34, 18 in the NIV says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Open your heart and mind to the possibility the Lord wants to be with you and that he can help you. Let your torment and pain be expressed to him as it says in Psalm 84, 2. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. The Lord weeps with those who weep. He understands your pain. He knows it firsthand. His son was murdered. He watched his children make devastating choices since the beginning of time. He knows what suffering feels like, and he cares that you are suffering. No doubt your hopes and dreams have been annihilated, whether a life has ended or a relationship has ended, or health or security has come into question. You have lost something, probably a lot of things. Life is forever changed, and it is easy to lose hope. While it is true some aspects of our life will never be the same again, we won't see Brianna this side of heaven. It is not true that life is over. It is not true that life will never be good again. It's not true we can't heal or ever feel joy again. I've been through devastating loss a dozen times. I've lost three loved ones to suicide, two marriages to infidelity, I've lost jobs, homes, best friends, financial security. Yet today, I have a great life. God has healed my heart and my mind. I'm living a productive, satisfying life, doing what I love, sharing the truth of God's word to those who hurt, writing and teaching. 
I have a wonderful husband. I have great blessings in my life. I have adult kids raising lots of my beautiful grandchildren. I have a good life today and much to be thankful for. Did I get to this place easily or quickly? No. It took time and hard work. I had to avoid falling into the pitfalls many fall into, some of which I've already mentioned here. And I had to follow God's healing path, the one provided in the Bible. If you're curious what that is, you might want to look into the Healing Journey class. That's where I've pulled all those healing steps together into one place. It is important to engage in the healing process at some point. Otherwise, you might fall into bitterness. Bitterness steals away our personality and changes us into someone different. Someone who's hard and empty and lonely. Don't go down that road. It isn't a good one. Some of those wounds I mentioned took years to heal, but I'm glad I did that work because today I'm healed. And you too can be healed. You too can have a life again, a good life. Probably not right away, but definitely in the future. You will not always feel <laughs> today, but for that to happen, you've got to do the healing work. Time heals nothing, but Jesus heals everything. So what are some other considerations right now beyond your mind? If you are an extrovert, lots of time with helpful friends and family. But keep in mind, most people don't know how to be appropriate when someone is hurting. They mean well, but often say the wrong things. When this happens, have as much grace as you can. Most people think what you need is to be distracted away from your pain or loss or grieving. When the opposite is true, you need to talk about it, be immersed in it, and acknowledge the pain and loss. I have a podcast on this subject, Helping Hurting People. If you are an introvert like me, by all means, arrange lots of time to be alone with your thoughts and grief. Think, pray, write. Writing out my hard thoughts and feelings is helpful for me. I journaled a lot. When we're suffering, we need more white space, empty time in our day so all the crazy thoughts and feelings can be what they need to be without being suppressed, shoved away, ignored. This is part of healing. Allowing white space during the day can help us sleep at night. It might seem like nothing is happening when we're sitting by a pond or walking in a park or being in our yard or simply staring out, but that's not true. Just like our physical bodies need rest when we've had surgery, so our thoughts and feelings need time when we're going through something hard and painful. So if you're an extrovert, try to build in some alone time so your thoughts and feelings can have their needed space. If you're an introvert, try to build in some time connecting with safe people, preferably face-to-face or at least voice-to-voice. Texting and social media ain't going to cut it. Positive things to do might include being outdoors, walking in natural settings, being near water, 
listening to or making music, creating something, making something more beautiful. If you want more practical ideas for getting through the day when you're grieving or in a lot of pain, you might listen to my podcast entitled A Day with Sadness. As for the rest, the goal now is to keep it simple. Cut out everything that can be cut out, things that suck your energy and time. Your main work is healing, and that takes a great deal of energy. Respect your feelings in your body. Add only things that are life-giving and avoid anything that is toxic. You are very vulnerable right now. So pray for wisdom to make the right decisions each day. And as far as making big life-changing decisions, don't make any that don't absolutely have to be made. You're in a terrible place for that. Avoid looking down the road too far. It's just too overwhelming. Don't even think much about tomorrow except to the extent you have to. Look for the small victories. Okay. I made it through the last hour. Maybe I can make it through the next. Other podcasts that might be helpful to you are Brianna's Story, How Do I Survive My Grief, Why Do Bad Things Happen, and What is Healing. Remember, whatever you're going through, there's hope. Hope for healing, hope for restoration, hope for a new life. All scripture is from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.